Welcome to Fiction Function. I'm Sean Melton. I'm Seth Melton. And I'm Victor Massatelli. Mr. Hollywood. That's right. Doc Hollywood. The, sil- the silver screen slayer. That's what they call me. Or they will when they when I start slaying those screens. Yeah. You, so you are. Yeah. Yeah. You wait for it. <laughs> wait, wait and give it ten, the, the ten cam- years. Yeah. The camera pretty cameraman. That's right. That's Victor Massatelli. Victor is um, one of I think we talked about this with Matt. We said with the exception of Victor. Or we say with, with the exception of one person, uh, when we talk about Matt, because Matt's kind of one of the people we've known the longest. Victor is actually the person that I probably know the longest who I'm in regular contact with today, mm-hmm. outside of my family, cousins, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, is a, another entry into our, um, Victor, what's it called? Fiction to Function? Films of the Friends. Oh, oh, That oh. was the correct answer we were looking yeah. for. No, I... It's in my notes. I, I just yeah. didn't look at them. So. I changed the hashtag for it every time yeah. we do this thing. You were supposed to have a card for me to read off. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So. We're working on it. Um, yeah. Victor was, uh, and I'm going to apologize in advance right now, because if you can't tell from like our grade A improv that we just did, mm. uh, <laughs> Victor is kind of our, he's our, well, Victor's, uh, Victor's an actor. Oh, yeah. Well, that's who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. say that now. I think, I think officially I can say that yeah. I've been paid. To, to act. To do acting. To do the acting, the actorship. Yeah, and we're want. going to You're working all, on... We're going into the movie today. All of the plot points. All of it, All yeah. of it, yeah. 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 It's, it's not released, so this is an exclusive. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be really honest <laughs> with you. It. And me and Seth just had like a 40 long minute like like uh, discussion about editing and how difficult all that's going to be for the podcast. And I was so ready to, to fully talk about the movie that you're on now. And you just go in detail with it, and then yeah. just be like, "That was just a joke." But I, I was gonna say pause because we, can, but we don't have to pause this. But we can't go into any of it. No, nothing. Yeah, you're in a movie that's under wraps, like hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. There's we'll that. Slowly out of that. Which is yeah. great because people who are listening to this either you think a we're lying, <laughs> or b they're gonna be waiting for like Martin Scorsese's tenth and final film where you're the lead, which they will get. I mean, we can't say we it's can't. Martin Scorsese, guys. It's Martin. It's Marty. Did I, I say Martin Scorsese? Yeah. I actually yeah. meant Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, but I knew Martin Scorsese's what you meant, 10th, whatever. But I was like, it's both. Yeah, it's both. Yeah. They're they're co-direct. They're the same person. They are the same. Which is going to be revealed in this movie. Most people don't know that. Yeah. Once you move to Hollywood, you see how a lot of people. It's like it's called pen names. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like they they're actually like Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, same person, Steven Spielberg, Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, same guy. Actually, brothers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, and, and this is the interesting thing about about Tarantino and, and because this is a little bit different it's not really a pen name I don't think as I understand it with Martin Scorsese yeah uh, he is the so does it there's the id the ego and the and the super ego and the super ego mm-hmm. the id is uh, Quentin Tarantino yep and so it will detach from Martin Scorsese he's mm-hmm. done some black magic and some sorcery which has oh, allowed yeah. him to separate his id from his mm-hmm. entire being yeah so Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino can coexist they can until and well and I don't there's a certain uh, subgroup like sort of religion in Hollywood that's big and I yeah. won't go into it. I won't say what it is mm-hmm. but there, it is a group of scientists who have uh, discovered autology they do have yeah it, there's it's like I've said too much already honestly um, it's SSS it's the it's that's the, the triple, name of them yeah, yeah it's the yeah. triple S it's yeah. the I don't want to get you in trouble no and you will yeah. this will for sure okay mm-hmm. I think because this is live I mean this won't see anybody no. No one listens to this. If they can't see me, then that's all that matters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There'll be no... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Let's see. So, moving on. Yeah, I think that that's it. That yeah. was a good episode. Yeah. Uh, we're we're so Victor's in a movie that we cannot talk about, no, and I hope that there will be one day where I get to go like because this is what's great mm-hmm. is I will have this as evidence mm-hmm. when you are like Mr. Big Shot. Yeah. To be like, no, like really, this is recorded. Oh. You can see the date stamp. Yeah. I'll be like, a, I will deny conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I'll be too big for you guys then. So yeah, I, I understand. Be like, yeah. I never, I never said that. Well, I'm trying yeah. to soak this up while I can. That's my point. Yeah, you should. Victor's actually in town from LA. Mm. Um, Victor lives where in the City of Angels. Yeah. And he is, uh, again, you're working on this. What else do you do? You 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 do you work on in like a. On studio sets, or what is it? Because there's, I know that there's like a lot of like odd jobs you do, and a lot of it has to do with like behind the scenes stuff, right? Yep. Okay, so that's mostly what you're doing, but the the bre- the bread and butter is I would the leading man too. Yeah. Can I say that? Is that okay to be said? I yeah, you can say that. Can I say you're the leading man in the movie that you may can. or may not exist, and I cannot name? That's right. And whether I am or not the leading man. Yeah, there we'll you put go. It there, but you can say it. Yeah. And I am. Can so people IGP you and find out what movie this is? No. Okay. Good. They'll see a different movie. That's on that's them. Horrible. Yeah. Which is wild because there's a lot of people, that's a lot of people to trust that like, you're going to keep this under wraps, right? Yeah, or sign NDA agreements, which are non-disclosures. Did so, they? Did have to sign one? I don't think they did. No, I probably did. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> nice. So everything you've told me personally is illegal. Yes. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so you should edit that We're out. in this together, guys. No, you should edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm all. pretty sure I signed one of those. <laughs> If they did their due diligence, all this out. Yeah, it's okay. When I said I wanted to make it easy on you, I lied. But really, I have to edit all this out. You have to edit anything mentioning the movie in my name. Are you serious? No, I don't think so. What do we have to edit out? You need to let us know right now. We haven't actually said anything. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you think about it, we haven't said anything. I don't even know what movie you're in. Exactly. I don't know what. We haven't said the title. We haven't said anything. So I think. In it. So I'm good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're joking. This is this is these are the hoops. You got yeah. you got to know how to. Yeah, we're in the business now. The slalom. Yeah, you guys. Here's the honest it. question: Are yeah. you going to get in trouble for everything we've talked about so far? No, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I really don't think no so. No one listens to this. The audience is so small now. No, no, I really don't think so because all we've yeah. said is my name and that I'm in a movie. Yeah, but you told us you couldn't say together because I don't know when you're lying. Well, good. That's what I get. <laughs> That's paid part of being an actor. Yeah. <laughs> Just so, lie. Victor, we met in eighth grade. No. No, I was eight. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I was eight and I was in eighth grade. Because <laughs> that's how it works. And well, you were homeschooled. It's like the Harry Potter books. Yeah. yeah. So I was homeschooled. So I was like, yeah, I was I was like Robin Williams Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget my mom coming home, by the way, and being like, me being like, what's that? What's the funny man movie like? <laughs> What's the, where, the movie with the genie where he's a kid and my mom was like crying and she's like, he dies. Oh my God. Spoilers for Jack. You know this, right? I've seen Jack more times than I'm, no, I, if I could count them, it's a lot of times. No, it's, I've seen Jack. I've got him on VHS. Yeah, my mom, really my mom. what this, the episode's about. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. leads us in. I know, we could talk hook. about it. We could it, totally, this is. <laughs> yeah, it's his hook. Like, cause they're oh, yeah. listening to it and, uh, you know. Yeah, they, be- they realize the hook is what we're aiming for. They here. clicked on hook. Oh well, they but are, no, it's it's Jack. really Jack guys. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. It was so, a it was a hook and Jack. We yeah. hooked him in. Yeah, the classic. That's a Hollywood a term. Classic hook and Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to get one of those. So we um, <laughs> what's funny though is I remember because my I used to talk to my mom all the time about like we t- we talked about this before. I wanted to see as many movies as possible, as many movies I could get my hands on. And so when I saw the trailers for Jack, I'm like, what's to? I remember by the way so vividly these trailers for Jack mm-hmm. because I was like, that's the genie. That's you know what I mean. <laughs> That's the guy that he's 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 the funny man. I remember my mom too. Me like his 
like stand-ups for Aunt Sean. And I'm like, right, but it's like PG-13, right? Right, no. I was nine when this came out. I was, sorry, eight when this came out. Oh, my gosh. Are you well, like, right now. Yeah, I would have been eight years old. When Jack came out? Or when Hook came out? When, when Jack came out. I'm oh, looking okay. at Jack right now. It's in 1996. So I would have been eight years, right? Yeah. Eight years old, maybe nine. And uh, in Jack, my mom came home and I was like, so what was it like? And she was like, well, Sean, in the last scene... And I've never seen this movie, by the way. Right. Spoiler. To this day, I've never seen it. You haven't seen I've it? I've never seen Jack. I don't know. She's like, missing out. She's, like, she's like, she was like, you know, at the very end, they're writing down, you know, what they want to be when they're in, when they're grow, when they grow up. And Jack is sitting. And I have, I, all I have, the only frame of reference I have for this scene is what is in my imagination, is an old, Robin Williams, an old man makeup, looking up and going, alive. Oh and that's what he wants to be. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So, that's Jack. That, um, that could oddly lead us into our movie, but I know it really we could. We'll, 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 yeah. we'll, 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 we'll cut back yeah. and go to that. So we Except met. You can, you can edit that out. Yeah. We met in third grade. We did. Which means Seth would have been in kindergarten, you were? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was the one year that I was in, like, the, like the, the, the government knew where I was in terms of, like, my, my, uh, my education, yeah. yeah. Um, this is the one year that I was in school. Uh, That's where you made a mistake. You and that was that paper trail now. And so I had, and so I was, I, we went to, we went to school together. I remember, and this is what's wild for me. Um, we talk about this a lot with our friends where um, it's really weird. Uh, and I've been very fortunate over the last like, you know, 10, 15 years of my life or whatever to be as close to this large group of friends that I've, I've had. Mm. Uh, but some people will come over and they'll be like, I remember I came over to your house and you guys built a trampoline out of, you know, cardboard boxes. And I'm like, I don't, I have no frame of reference for what you're talking about yeah. because we're just, we're hanging out all the time. Yeah. But when I was younger, things, especially because I was homeschooled. And so anytime I was, you know, going out into, you know, the outside world, right. it was, it, it was like highlighted in my memory. And so I remember coming into the classroom and where like, it was specifically you and the Chris's. And you guys were over like in a corner, like talking about lizards or something. And I was like, "Hello," and that was that was that was where we met. That's the that's first not... time I remember. That's I remember meeting you like that. I remember walking in and being like, "Who? This is the this is clearly the cool kids club." Well, I mean, obviously, yeah, not much has changed, right? And so that was the first. That's when we met. I will take your word for it because you're yeah. one of those people I don't. I don't remember the first meeting. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Probably. Yeah. Wow. No, it's messed. I, that means we're not that good of friends. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I no, no, I understand. But uh, that's what I'm saying, though, is that because probably because you were in school, you were at Haverhill Baptist your entire childhood, right? Yeah, I had a whole thing going on. What's the name I, of the elementary school? Well, let's you know edit that out. So. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just put a beep over it. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, by that point, I was pretty established in the elementary school system. Yeah. So like when you ro- like. It's not an offensive thing. It was just nope. that, like, I already had. Yeah. It took me a while to realize you were there, but right. once I did, I was like, oh. Is that true, by the way? No, I don't think that's. True. I'm making that. Up. I, well, I I don't know though, because the honest truth is, is that for you, it would have been more, more or less another day. Whereas for me, I was like, this is my first day in school. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That's probably. I on it. I. Cause like, I, what's your first memory of me? First memory of you. They, you know, there's just like several memories, kind mm-hmm. of like, I don't have an accurate time. I remember we talked about Back to the Future, or you introduced me to that, yeah. I think. Um, you had some sort of weird box with a wire on it and a suction cup on the end. This is going to sound 
again make this sound good yeah but uh yeah i was really big into like making do you remember this stuff i made inventions which yeah, was just like macgyver yeah, yeah which yeah. i was just like craft that i like super glued together i was it, like it's a telephone but also it's my grandpa's old radio well it, what does it do it picks up on his imagination right no but we i i bought into it I was like, <laughs> I was convinced that we were going to work on this thing enough to make it do whatever it was going to do, which I think was time travel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I was like, I was just wa- waiting for the numbers to go, but they weren't ever going to go. They were right. like frozen in place. Mm, right. Um, I do remember, our, I've told you this before, this was going to be my original movie because I remember the first movie that all of us saw together. Yes. With Baby Shane. Which, which was? Which was in theaters, and it was with your dad. Phantom Menace? It was not. No. It was better. It was George of the Jungle. I'm sorry. Starring Brendan Fraser. I am not. Brendan Fraser, who was so jacked for jacked. like a, a week and a half. Charismatic. Yeah. yeah. I like you. I like so like Brendan Fraser. He won an Oscar for that. He, he won something. No, he didn't. He was nominated. No, yeah. he was nominated. Oh. Best, best supporting, oddly, because he was the lead. But he was fantastic. <laughs> Whoever played that monkey, the monkey puppet. He <laughs> the was gorilla? the lead actor. He was like, George, I don't know what I will do with you. That Big, guy. That guy? I don't remember. Big musical number at the <laughs> end. <laughs> Give that a rewatch. We're gonna we're gonna we are gonna have a special podcast episode before I die that's yeah. on George of the Jungle. You guys should have heard Victor pitching me why he wanted to do George of the Jungle with us. And if you could have been on my end of the phone where I was like, oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah, we probably won't do that. Uh-huh. But I gotta I got I'm gonna save it. But I've got I could make it work. Okay, I hear you. Pride myself on making it. Which by the way, is that your first time you met Seth? Do you remember the first time you met Victor Seth? No. Yeah, you. We I, was like a, I, was, I think I was were, like a pilgrim or something like that. I was a little <laughs> pilgrim, and I like got brought into you guys' class. Oh, for like that's right because they dress all, all the young. You, they all yeah. dress all the kindergartners up as like. I got to meet like Indians and pilgrims. That's and I was right. Like, I I'm not no that. Indian, dude. I knew that from. <laughs> I knew that. The color of my skin, yeah. at least you know the. Yeah, you knew which side. Culture in me. Yeah, it was yeah. instilling. I knew I was gonna get uh, roasted when I ran for president if yeah. I, you know. <laughs> Which is why you haven't run sure. yet. Yeah, well, well, now I can because I was a pilgrim, which is correct, oh, yes. politically correct. Right. Politically correct. Exactly. I knew not, You're to, safe. Go, not to tread on that Indian ground, that yeah. Native American. Yeah. I knew some spirits might come up and haunt me or something like that. So You were a bright kid. I was a very bright kid. So anyways, I went in there and what happened was um, all the girls wanted part of my um, offerings. One, <laughs> Your cornucopia. My, yeah, my, my, uh, my pumpkin... You're talking you know, about when you were in kindergarten. My pumpkins, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One may say. Uh, well, we, we are saying, though. How I much of this is that. usable? Yeah. Uh, oh, all of all So they had yeah, a so, so we so, had... So I, <laughs> <laughs> so I think I met Victor when I was a little pilgrim. I think that, that makes sense, because I actually I remember so. you being in yeah, that little I, caution. I think I was, because I, wa- I, I met him, right. and I was just like... No, I, I think know. he is. I, yeah. I know. Right? Yeah. I, I was, was a like, shy kid, but I, I knew all It would have been the Harvest like, Festival or something, yeah. right? Remember that was that time, because yeah. we didn't have Halloween and the That's Baptist right. church, and the Baptist school. Yeah. yeah. But we had... Uh, what a weird... We could, there's a whole I remembered you a lot less than I remembered the girls. I'll well, tell you that much. Yeah. You mean the girls in our class liked you? Oh, yeah. They were like, he's so cute. And I'm like, I know, dude. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. my buckle on my hat and my shoes. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. buckles everywhere. It buckles everywhere. Yeah. Buckle up. Buckle yeah, it was. what you girls. said. Yeah. They had a, um, yeah. It's, what, the, what, one of the things and I remember I got a escorted lot. back to my class by my teacher. <laughs> yeah, you were the only kid there. Yeah. I remember that they had, um, the biggest, some of the stuff that I remember, we talked about this a lot before, is that we did a lot of, uh, I remember during the Harvest Festival stuff, 
there was uh, I was Indiana Jones. We were we both Indiana Jones. Same time. One Indiana of those years. Jones. Yeah, we were both Indiana yes. Jones yep. the same both year because that was a big thing. We there's a lot of of course Star Wars and Indiana Jones was mm-hmm. were our, our connections. Yeah. I remember actually in recess. Being like, and this is where this episode ends. We'll pick it up tomorrow. tomorrow. Which is really bad because that's what school was for me when I was in that, uh, when I was in third grade. Sure. I was like, it's about recess, dude. You just got to do, what? just give me the stuff, like, give me the math so I can do it so I can get to recess where I'm playing literally the Star Wars movies through. Yeah. Um, but Seth was, uh, I always think about that because this is great. Seth was the Terminator. Mm-hmm. And Seth was the Terminator like four years in a row. Yeah. That was just your your. Uh, That's who I thought I was. I was Batman life. like three, four Were years you? in a row. Yeah. I was in Indiana Jones a good few times. Yeah, I think I was two, yeah. two times maybe. Yeah. And so let's 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 rein it out like rein it in a, t- a tiny bit. Okay. Um, fiction. That's usually what we talk about your relationship. Mm. Um, this is really interesting to me because, uh, for you, movies were, you had stars in your eyes from a young age. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to act from a young age. Right. But I knew that I loved movies. Yeah. Love like that was well, I mean what they're supposed to be. It's like it, not just an escape in that sense, but <clears throat> more of a, uh, a a portal to another world. Yeah. You know? You could go anywhere you wanted. You could you could live in the, like vicariously through all these amazing characters in any time period, any planet, any whatever, you name it. And right. that's what's been magical yeah absolutely so. um and so you remember the, what the like, we talked about indiana jones that was a big one star wars of course these are like the like standard especially if you were born around the time we were mm-hmm. late 80s early 90s yeah um what was your do you remember your your did you have any big ones outside of those outside of the star wars outside of indiana jones outside of um definitely batman Mm-hmm. Tim Burton's Batman would have been a big one. Good for you, man. For me, my big first Batman was like Batman Forever because it came out in mid- movie theaters. Yeah. So that's a weird one to look back on. Tim Burton's still kind of cool. Yeah. So I would give that movie another watch. Yeah. Yeah. So you were into that. I was into that big time. Um, and then to lead us in, Hook was another one. I did watch uh, a lot. Actually, I was I was big into that. And we'll get to Hook a little bit, you know, later. But um, some others. I mean. Disney movies, obviously, like Jungle Book was a big one, uh, The Lion King, uh, Toy Story, you know, there was some massive, like, huge impact. Uh, Peter Pan, which ties into Hook, that was a big one. Right. Uh, just a lot of a lot of that kind of hero's journey sort of thing, you know, right. especially like Lion King and all that. We oh, yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah. And he, yeah, and then a lot of cool ones, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of grown-ups. Because I remember you saw the... Uh, like you talk about like the Big Lebowski I used to watch the movie all the time when I was a oh, kid. Yeah, if we if we want to go after that, sure. Yeah, I watched movies I I should not have watched. Um, but uh, actually, Zulu. Nobody knows what that movie I've is. I've never heard of that movie. I, I've told you about it a couple of times, and it's okay. <laughs> but it's it's Michael Caine's first star uh, like breakout role. It is it is such a good film. We're gonna watch that. one. Is it really? Later. It's good. It is good. It is, it is very good, actually. Okay. Um, look up Zulu. I'm looking up it's Zulu. A, you would like that, I think, too, Seth. Okay. It, it's a... It, a spy? Yeah. You would. I, I guess that. Is that what he is? He's a spy. No, he's not a spy. <laughs> or is he? Uh, we'll have to find out. No, no, it's it's very good. Um, it's based on a true story, too. Okay. Um, a battle, basically, of 300 British soldiers against 4,000 African Zulu warriors. Yeah, it does not have bad reviews at all. 1964. Yeah. 
Okay. Wow. It's excellent. But I to give you a reference, I that's one of the ones I used to watch. I used to watch these massive battles in Zulu that was from the 60s. I used to watch a lot of old movies, a lot of classic movies. Um, musicals, Singing in the Rain, Oklahoma, South Pacific, all those kind of things. Right. Um, a lot of ones people haven't necessarily heard of, like The Unsinkable Molly Brown. You know, nobody's heard of that. Um, but my mom would, you know, she had a bunch of movies. She mm-hmm. loved yeah. she loved movies too, so... And like the Big Lebowski. She doesn't have bad taste. No. I actually was just listening to, I was listening to, uh, you can't always get what you want today. Mm-hmm. And so Rolling Stones is always like, because that's her big, right? That's her favorite. That's her favorite. And so yeah. I, I, it's hard for me to listen to Rolling Stones without thinking of your mom. <laughs> Same here. But, uh, but yeah, so, okay, so they, and this is interesting too, by the way, is that because you were an only child. I was. Which yeah. I bring up for two reasons. One, because I imagine that um, movies would probably fill a lot of that time. Yes. Right? Uh, I was just listening to Bill Hader talk about this because they were like, oh, it's so cool that you watched all these movies when you were really young. He's like, it is really cool. Also, there's like a loneliness that's added there. Yeah, absolutely. Which plays into this other aspect, by the way, which is that, and this is a a really high compliment, actually, is that in terms of only children, we talk about this a lot because I come from a big family. You know, I've got uh, four younger siblings. Mm -hmm. And so for me, we were all so close growing up. um, And... It's very, there's a connection that you have and there's a sort of um, natural uh, sense of camaraderie you're able to like kind of have for other people in general, but especially like other siblings, people who have, like you understand that connection. Mm. And there's very few people who are like only children who I've met who can attach and have that affinity and kind of go there and and, and exist in that kind of committed, honest, uh, authentic, but not... Um, overbearing sort of way yep. which you were one of so it's a compliment for you you can take that thank you but uh I but i think that put that upon you put that upon you but i wonder if almost some of that came from do you think that some of that came from, it sounds weird to say do you think that some of that came from the movies but do you think that you had sure yeah. yeah um yeah i mean i think i think a lot of it is probably just who i am like you know stamped as a person in my yes. identity because um, i was kind of always that way yes um uh, but oh, we got along real quick. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. make you know. Make and I'm gonna be real with you, and I'm throwing some. Uh, I don't want to embarrass you. Yes, but you Victor in the third grade was a hot commodity. I remember you were like the cool kid. You really were. Was I? I think you were. I was I pretty sure that there was a lot of like. I remember people being like, "If Victor thinks that's cool, then maybe that's cool." See, I don't remember that part, but I. Because I, I didn't have a frame of reference for that ever. So when I kind of started to get to know, like I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like now. I guess like I'm the because I was like I'm just gonna hang out with whoever I hang out with. Yeah. But we happen to get along, and you were the. Uh, I was the cool. Kid. Yeah, you were the Fonz of of Arthur Fonzarelli of the third grade. <laughs> Who was on my flight? That I told you about. You did on your flight over here. Henry Winkler was on that. Barry, yeah. Fonz, everything tied wow. back. I, I asked. I was like, you need to say hi to him. And Victor was like, he legitimately was kind of like, no, I'm just, I mean. No, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm an actor. Yeah. I'm not going to go up to some stranger. Right. That's true. I may work with a guy and, you know. I said, I, I was like, he's very good. He's very good. Yeah. Now, <laughs> um, now here's a lawyer. Now here's a lawyer. Uh, but yeah, I, I, as far as being a cool kid in third grade, yeah, that is, most people peak in high, high school and I decided, like, I'm going to do this early. You ran over to her. Way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Let's get out of the way. Oh, who's that pilgrim? That's a good one. <laughs> and you were already, and then I hey, was. Hey, pilgrim. Like, yeah. It was literally. No, I do remember. I remember you being the only competition yeah. in, the, in the third grade. Yeah. I was in kindergarten. Well, I had some advantages at that mm-hmm. time. But now you've... you've <laughs> I yeah. could spell better, for example. For example. I could do a higher mm-hmm. level of math. Some. 
well, not much higher. Not yes. much higher. But, yeah, but I tried. But so you, but but so that connection that you, yeah, you were saying that that's a general part of your being, and I don't know, if, I I really don't know if it, but you've, and this is you know, either this is really tricky when you talk about the nature versus nurture thing, but I think you're a naturally introspective and deep person. Yeah. I would say, I would say that. So I, I imagine that you, I've always noticed known you to take more from films than most people would, um, especially, and that was obviously we've we've. Uh, is evidenced by this podcast mm. we've come into contact with like so many people that over the over the years but you were one of the very first yeah. we were talking because it was funny because i was i came i went out of school in fourth grade mm-hmm. we had the each other's numbers for a little while did and then we like that. we did not use them after after a while for me for like a year after yeah mm-hmm. and then it, i went I, I think i went to a harvest festival in fifth grade like i was like i'm here guys and then and then after that it was wind up like we, we would see each other at concerts and stuff like every two years or something yeah out of thousands and thousands of people we would run into each other because, oh yeah what's the up victor yeah that was wild yeah you think about that yeah because there's a good point like that this a good deal of why we're here today like without those run-ins at concerts that totally might not have happened yeah it could have totally been something where i would have ran into in another concert two years ago it's true and i you know you guys did a a podcast on signs recently with Adam, yes, uh, our mutual friend and, and former roommate. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I've loved that that film. And and one of the you know the are you a you know you got to decide are you a miracle man you right know? or like and I'm definitely that. I'm oh, not I know a, you're a miracle man. Yeah, I'm not a coincidence kind miracle of guy. Uh, I don't I don't really believe in accidents. You right. Know? Um, it just sometimes takes a long time to figure out why certain things happen. Yeah. Sure. But they come around. Um, and just to loop back to the having siblings thing and all right. that and films and movies, yes, I, I do think there would be, I do think there would be certainly a degree where movies would help in that because when you're putting yourself in those stories and you're connecting with those characters and all that, a lot of times they could have brothers or sisters or they right. have uncles or they have all these things that I did not have, you know, growing up and for better or worse, I was taking mental notes as like as an impressionable child or whatever i'm like oh that's how you know okay you know and i don't i don't think it was like conscious most of the time but i do think i used to watch movies over and over and the same so did i right like i'm sure both i almost miss that i've talked about that before like i almost Mm -hmm. miss because there's the older i get the more movies i haven't seen it feels like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Uh, which i guess is like literally true right because so many movies come out a year but so like it's interesting because i i really do have uh i kind of miss watching twister Right. five times in a row because I like Twister I still like Twister I do too. Yeah. but anyways you're saying you watch you them cows. you'd watch them a lot yeah I'd watch them a lot and uh, and I always you know, I always wanted that I just like I like people yeah you know mm-hmm. I like They're very personable yeah because it's there's there's uh, I think we all have like gifts that we kind of come in with and we can forget them or learn about them later and, or develop them or all this sort of thing and I do think one of the things I was gifted with and when I'm more of myself is very much able to uh, the ability to connect with people on like a, a pretty deep like I see you kind of thing yes. like I see your soul it's all right you know mm-hmm. like even if it's just sometimes that happens where I just meet someone once and then I don't see them for yeah. forever at this point yeah but um but yeah I do like especially when I meet kindred spirits mm-hmm. such as Sean and Seth sitting here um it's it's important I don't take that lightly because you don't always get that no, you know? yeah. but I think everybody wants it if they have any sense sure oh, we're, we're we're incredibly blessed yeah we all of us you know I mean it's a, even right now it's like we just walked out of the room and you know what, who Josh Newcomb and Trevor and mm-hmm. Jubal are all sitting out in the front room or whatever Skylar yeah and it's like we're, we are we are 
like the richest men in the world and exactly. so you know despite the lack of monetary means it's just like it means nothing so i'm like i hear you and that's like that's what i mean i'm like that's what's interesting and and i guess that's when you connect deeply like that and i think i do think you're right i do think that there's um again nature versus nurture i do think there's like elements that are want to say it however you want you're born with you're created with you're whatever mm-hmm. but i do think that you you've kind of come into the world with that with that natural and that's what's interesting to me because you're so i'll say this i think that you're naturally um unselfish and i think that that's i think that that's difficult for um <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. me and seth yeah. talked about this before especially when you when you know only children and i should be clear because like another one we talked about before is like watson mm-hmm. watson is very selfish uh, he's very selfish oh no, but he's very, he's very, uh, he's, he's also very, like he, we, we have that sort of connection with him, but it's, it's rare. I've known a lot of people who, and I still love them. Sure. They're still, but there's, there's sometimes there can be this element where you're like, you can tell that they're kind of going to do their own thing and they're less concerned with, you know, how it's going. Luckily, I mean, of course I'm not, not close friends with most any of them anymore, but yeah. that's a testament to that. Yeah. Because yeah. as you get older, relationships are harder to continue to cultivate. Mm-hmm. And so you can see, you really do see who cares and here you are. Here 20 years later, more over 20 years later. Over 20, yeah. That's over terrifying. 20, over 20 Almost 25 years. years ago. Yeah. Almost. And uh, yeah, it's a high compliment. For those listening, I am still quite selfish because I am a human being. No, no. I, I should say, uh, I of course. No, yeah, no, no honestly, I should though, just take the compliment. No, no, no. Also. But but naturally, uh, when I say naturally unselfish, it's probably overstating it. Let's be fair, right? Because well, you're right. We I think think people are naturally selfish. I think that you can't help it. Um, I've quoted this like 19 times in this over the course of this podcast, but David Foster Wallace talks about, you know, he's like, you're the most real person you'll ever experience. You can't help it to a degree. You're stuck in this body. Um, and you're limited by this body to a large extent naturally. What I should say though, is that I think that you, uh, you've always had a desire to connect deeply with people and you've always had, you've always been intentional about caring about other people. That's what I should say. That's true. And so that's enough of we've we've flattered Victor enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, can there be enough? Right. Yeah, no, we saying. should move on. Yeah, yeah, we, we should. There's not enough. Yeah, yeah the big Hollywood actors got that's enough. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that so so. I always love Victor. Just looked at his watch. It's like great podcasting, right? <laughs> this happens a lot. Where we'll kind of be like, and then you're like, you can, no one can no see one can us. See. There's no frame of reference. Well, they have an imagination, which lead you know hook. Let's now you bring up imagination, Victor. You brought up the hook was what you brought to us. That's true. <laughs> and uh, so hook is uh, why'd you pick hook, right? Well, first for the people who haven't seen it, I mean it's been out a long time, so I don't care about spoiling it. You should mm-hmm. you should see it though. Yeah. Uh, it basic overview. It is about Peter Pan, but if he grew up, Peter mm-hmm. Pan is notorious for being or uh, famous for being the boy who never grew up. So Steven Spielberg thought, hey, it's the '90s, anything goes. Let's have Peter Pan grow up. Right. Um, I picked Hook particularly for the time I'm in in my life right now. Sure. Um, Hook is largely a film based on imagination, but also it, it's it's a story of growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like merging imagination with responsibility. Yes. I would say that's a pretty apt way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess more so even... Uh, I, well, sounds oversimplified, but childhood, you know, versus adulthood, you know, it's like the it's 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 learning how to grow up and how to grow up well. Yeah, I suppose. That's interesting, um, and it, it, and I'm really because this is one where um, we we like as I said previously, Victor's you're in town 
very, pretty briefly. Yep. And so we've kind of were like, oh, let's get it. Victor's been like, since episode one, been like, oh, I want to get in on this. And we wanted him to. We've actually done a lot of, we've had a lot of creative endeavors in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really wanted to, to, to include Victor, so I didn't get a chance to rewatch this. Now, I, I've, I've loved this movie, which is interesting because we've talked about this before, but like, it does not have good reviews. It's got no. like 26 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's ridiculous. Terrible reviews. Yeah. It has terrible reviews, which kind of blows my mind because, I mean, I know that. Uh, I might be looking at this through rose-colored glasses a little bit. But, Probably. But honestly, I'm like, it's Robin Williams playing like a grown-up Peter Pan, Peter Pan who's trying to rediscover aspects of like his childhood, and Dustin Hoffman plays Captain Hook. Yeah. And he's great. He's funny. Yeah. There's still something sinister about him. Oh, yeah. Like, really sinister. The boo box. The boo box. Scared me my entire life. Terrifying. The idea of being closed in... I'm, I, remember that, I remember that being one of the first things in a movie that truly terrified me. Yeah. Is being closed in a box full of scorpions. Scorpions. Dropping in scorpions. Yeah. Forget that. No. It's scary. It's, we're not messing around here, people. All right? Strap in. It's scary. It's Hook. It's Hook. It's Hook, guys. Now, Hook was rated R, which was Hook. interesting. Yeah, that was a bold choice for a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, but again, it was the 90s. And Steven Spielberg, he's the reason for the PG-13 rating. So he was like... He is, isn't he? I can, yeah, he Jaws, right? is. I think it's Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, okay. Yeah. Do you know the Temple of Doom today? It was its anniversary today. It was a good one. And it's funny, too, because I, I, I disliked it more growing up. And there's there's weird things about it, right? It's not the best. Yeah, I the don't The original like three. Yeah, I'm sorry, Steven. I don't. But there's some great, there's some cool stuff in it. I'm sure there is. It's still in the end. I think I rewatched it and loved it. Really? Not, yeah. like, super recently, but, yeah. It's, it's it not, might be it, my favorite, because there's, like, that, like, kid that's, like, really uh, funny. Of course, I don't know. Goonies short kid, round. right? Short round. Yeah, yeah, from the Goonies? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. And then, I'll and never then, forget, and, by the way. Dr. Jones is like, okay. God bless our friend Chris. And this is a shout out to him if he's my old friend. He, we, we, we haven't hung out as much. You're so close. You were, oh, Chris, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and this is a shout out for him. I will never forget. And this again goes back to like having so, you know, few interactions with children outside of my family when I was growing up. Mm. But we were playing Indiana Jones. And he, I think he was supposed to be. I think that somehow he got stuck playing like the like guy with the Aladdin cap. Like Are the you like serious? And he, was like, he was like Indy, Indy, hide in here. And I'll never forget him going, Andy, Andy, hide in here. I can see it if I close my eyes. It cracks me up. God love him. I have no memory of that. Yeah, but that is that's fantastic. what I'm saying, and I'm like, so it's like, anyways, well, in short round. It, oh, by the way, if nothing else, we, Anina Jones fights in a white tuxedo. He does, and that is some reason enough they to want, like Temple of Doom. They wanted to take him James Bond route, and uh, well, hold on, we, this is the thing, we can discuss in depth films of any kind and caliber because that's what that's what, what it's we all do. About. That's what we do. But really, I could go off on I hear you. a whole other. You're right. Bring it, in, bring it, in, bring it. We're gonna rein it in. Um, I was gonna say, as far as memory, though. Uh, that's that plays a big part in Hook. It's all about like remembering, mm-hmm. um, remembering a lot of like remembering who you are, right? Identity yeah. is a big a big thing in this. Um, so anyway, I a little background, I guess, person why it's personal to me. Yeah. Uh, I used to watch this. Oh man, I don't know if I want to say this on a podcast. No, this we're getting, is this we're is getting some, intimate. Well, I, so no, I guess not. It's, I was a kid. Um, but so much so, like, I loved, I loved Peter Pan. I loved, I think, just the idea of 
going to Neverland, which is a place that doesn't exist, but it's mm-hmm. awesome. And it's like, you're, there's Lost Boys and there's pirates and there's, you know, it's, yeah. it's all this stuff and he can fly and it's just like, have fun and blah, blah, blah or whatever. And, you know, he's awesome. That's how it felt as a kid. So much that I, I used to wear, I think, custom-made Peter Pan outfits. Oh, before yeah. can you, you imagine know. if i would have been like what and made fun of you over that like i want to say i'm like I'd you did like, what well dude you're making fun of it i did that kid. today victor <laughs> you made fun of me yeah look what i'm wearing that's true i'm just kidding no well, no i was saying was, i made like a hand. sean is not wearing anything for the <laughs> I mean, record. No. it's very hot in this room and he has decided to disrobe and you all can't see that and i want to describe it was very slow <laughs> and almost dare i say seductive i don't know Seth? yeah i would agree yeah yeah so i was the joke was that i was wearing peter pan pajamas but i'm just wearing a dunder mifflin shirt and my sweatpants so. <laughs> you were wearing peter pan pajamas <laughs> before you okay so right. but yeah so so this was something that was really close which by the way this is interesting to me because i was never seth were you ever a big Mm-mm. i was never a big and i think we talked about this mm-hmm. and i think by the way it's probably good for me to like get in touch with the peter pan part of me because i think that there's part of me growing up that was kind of like it's stupid not even stupid. This kid—it's dumb. It's dumb. An idiot would like this. Yeah. No, I think that I think that part of me was kind of like he's a bad boy and he's the, you he know, is. maybe he's and he is, but that's also necessary. And this is mm-hmm. what I was saying is I'm like I haven't watched it in so long that yeah. I haven't I've always kind of been like oh he needs to get back in touch with like the child in him and maybe that's a lesson that I need to sometimes get in touch with is is to really like enjoy the natural like you know joy of life whatever yeah. but I, the, the idea of merging the two is something that I forgot was a, a message in that and that's really cool I mean I need to watch Hope right now I think you should um, I, I do think because again the bad reviews it's funny that that gets bad reviews because I think the movie is so much uh, based on heart it's so much based on I mean it's imagination it's kids yeah. it's play like it's it's all about that stuff so it, it's hilarious to me that critically it is rated poorly right mm-hmm. um and everyone can say like oh it's rose-colored glasses or nostalgia that's okay like even if it is not like that movie's great i'm not gonna that movie's great um right because and i'll say like why particularly in life peter pan as a grown-up in this um film i think he's like peter banning so his name is yes. changed yes right he has uh, a wife and two children he is a lawyer uh, and he is not a happy guy. Like he he is, um, and happiness is a big part of the movie. But he is, which by the way is a great concept already. If you right. pitch that to me, it's, he's a lawyer now. He's a lawyer now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's so much. And he's like, and he's an old older man. He's in his probably forties, I think, at this point. Sure. Early early forties, late thirties, and uh, and he's forgotten. Like that's the idea. He was he has forgotten Neverland he's forgotten everything which is you know a, a picture of his youth essentially uh, or his mm, more than youth like playful side yes. you know childlike spirit right. or whatever uh, and then Hook Captain Hook takes his kids right takes Peter Pan's kids and and uh, you know this is after he's like yelled at him and all this kind of stuff it's been established he's not a great dad you know at this point sure. and his kids are trying to play with him they're trying to like you know be all this but he's he's lawyer he's man he's businessman he's right. mr business and right. uh and so um and his wife as well is trying to be like you need to be there you need to be there for your kids um all this sort of thing so he he doesn't oh yeah he drinks too i forgot he's like an alcoholic yeah he's he he drinks heavily and uh when he's in sort of a drunken stupor tinkerbell comes back 
Julia as, Roberts. Julia Roberts. Beautiful. As Tink. I love it. Uh, and she has to, like, I'm going over the movie now, but, like, the fact is he didn't know how to get his kids back, even. Like, he didn't know where to start. So what he did was he started drinking, and he was, like, feeling sorry for himself and feeling, you know, like... I don't know what to do. And now a fairy is flying him to Neverland against his will, by the way. Which I don't know the legalities on that. He would because he's a lawyer in this movie. But she, like, wraps him up in a blanket, knocks him out, and flies his ass to Neverland. Wow. You know, against his will. Um, and once he's there, like, again, he's fish out of water. He, right. There's pirates. It's all this stuff he doesn't believe in either. That's the thing. He doesn't believe anymore. Right. Like, he's, he's like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is, he tries to write Captain Hook a check for his kids. That's real. And Captain Hook shoots it. And the thing is, he keeps trying to get him to, like, almost play the game again. Even Captain Hook, who is, like, the ultimate bad guy or evil in this movie, sure. is trying to get Peter to, like, play. He's like, go up and, you know, if you can... And then to the point where he can't even fly, so he's like, just reach out and touch your kids. Reach out and touch them, and then you can take them back. And he can't even do it. And he's like, is this true? Like, is this what I'm seeing? That, like, Peter... Like, he's, he doesn't remember anything. And uh, Tink convinces him to give her three days, you know, and this is where the Lost Boys come in and all that sort of thing. So um, the reason I bring that up is because as we become adults in this world, which gets harder and harder, is not in a movie, uh, I, I appreciate more and more what that film is trying to say, which is getting back to things that are lost. Um, important things that we lose along the way that we feel like we need to in order to survive and it becomes the difference between living and surviving which a lot of us I mean that's just part of life too there are challenges there are things that we go through that um, are very difficult and we can harden parts of ourselves in our in our hearts in particular and we can shut things away because in a particular moment they're not necessary um, right, because they're a bit lighter, you know, uh, or they don't feel as necessary. They don't feel like you can be fun or you can be. Uh, you got stuff to do. You got stuff to do, yeah, and um, and it feels like a vulnerability. But the more and more those things get tacked on, the more and more we can lose a lot if we're not careful and if we don't pay attention. Mm -hmm. And then that's when you become the guy who's not playing with his kids anymore and all that sort of thing, the guy who's not paying attention to his wife, the guy who's drowning himself in work or liquor or whatever, you name it, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and that's how you get a bad father, for one. Yeah. You know, that's how you that's how you become a, a hardened, hollow person. Mm -hmm. uh, you can forget who you are and who you're supposed to be. Yeah. You know? um, so that's a moment there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I need to probably watch Hook again, yeah. for starters, <laughs> yeah. um, because, you know, the story of Peter Pan in general is something that, uh, like Sean mentioned earlier, like, we never really got into, did we? You, I don't you remember didn't. him ever being our guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was, yeah, and, and a big reason why, and I've looked into this some, and with that being said, like, a lot of this is not even super original like you can go and look on YouTube and stuff but like it, it really like put words into like aspects of uh, Peter Pan but they, they go into like what you're saying is dead on because I think that like that balance is perfect because but that balance I felt is very it's very uh, absent in 
the story of Peter Pan mm-hmm. because you have the boy who never wants to grow up, you know, right? And uh, you know, as the hero, which is fine, but you know, um, even like so, the the writer is uh, um, uh, J M Barry. J M Barry, yeah, and who wrote he, Hook or wrote oh, uh, Peter, Peter Pan? Pan. No, Peter Pan, yeah, and he he's an interesting fellow if you want to. <laughs> Damn, like he had trauma, you know, a lot of trauma, family trauma, and stuff like that. So yeah. it makes a lot of sense why he wrote. But even like the aspect of Peter Pan, like Pan being um, chaos. Well, I know everything. Chaos. Like every, like oh, Pan yeah. means everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, and that's an interesting thing because it's like you know when you're a kid, you have like everything, and everything is an option mm-hmm. for right. you. There's no limitations. Your imagination is everything and whatnot. And then on the flip side, you have like Hook, who's been really um he's very bitter towards life you know what i mean and and and, uh one of the things that's interested me most by the way is Mm -hmm. i've gotten older is this idea of realizing what a good character captain hook is Mm -hmm. yeah well he you know he's the he's like and he's the only male figure for peter to look up to in the world like adult figure yeah. right so it's like it's this like tyrannical bad guy who's missing an arm Mm -hmm. from missing a hand missing a hand from the this you know monster that is like underneath everything in life and yeah. stuff and has part of him and has a clock in his belly yeah. which is interesting because it's like time chasing after chasing us after us all and already having already having um like time are in that's what happens when you get older is time yeah takes a piece my mind's getting like, blown by peer peer right now yeah. it'd be real with you i'm just yeah, gonna well, sit and right i'm just gonna sit back for the rest of this one so go ahead yeah. No, so it's like, um, but neither one of these guys that you're looking to are uh, ideal, ideal, you know, characters to strive towards or be a part of, you right, know. Right. Um, but with that being said, I mean, I think like f- finding that balance probably between the two is uh, is is crucial. Um, I don't know how well. Well, I don't know how well Peter Pan. I I really need to watch Hook again. I didn't remember half of that in Hook. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I, I can jump in there. Um, yeah, that, that whole dynamic, even more so what I, what I particularly like about Hook, because Peter Pan is its own story. It's very, Mm -hmm. you know, very famous for a reason. And there is, there are so many important elements, uh, and metaphors about life in there with time and, uh, never growing up and mm-hmm. not taking responsibility and if you if you become an adult you become you know you're gonna be bitter and like all these things and um, how it's easier to stay in a state where you don't have to take any responsibility yeah. right and with Hook why I like that it's like not only did he grow up and then he he has to go back it's like it's base it's it's like tackling your demons your childhood demons almost mm-hmm. because he's i mean literally one point he's fighting with his own shadow that's a big part of uh, peter mm-hmm. pan which is the, the shadow is something that always interested me anyways yeah. yeah yeah and when you think about it, i mean what's a shadow it's it's the it's the dark uh silhouette of yourself or whatever sure, you yeah. want to call it you know so you're like there's that it's it's a battle in yourself and even when uh in in hook when he kind of skipping ahead but I want to make a point where he does finally remember and everything like that and goes back to fight as himself when he regains his happy thought and this idea Um, by this point Hook has uh, actually convinced his son Jack that uh, he is his son that he's Mm -hmm. Hook's son Uh, not not his daughter uh, who I just forgot her name it's like Molly or something Um, but 
that's probably wrong. But he's convinced Jack mm-hmm. as the, this little boy that, and he's he's made him start to forget who he is and who his father is. Yeah. Which I find as a, I don't think it was intended this way, but I find it as a, a fascinating thing, even for like how the God and devil, the uh, Satan work. You know what I mean? In the sense of like, if you, you know, for those who've read or, you know, believe in or whatever it is, Christianity, uh, Satan is known as the father of lies. And one of the mm-hmm. things he does is try to convince you of a different identity from what you actually have. And he tries to get you away from your, quote, true father and your mm-hmm. true self and all that. And there is a scene when, when Peter's fighting for his son where Jack starts to kind of point at him and he looks like he, he sort of remembers who he is. And he's like, don't, don't I know that man, Captain? And he's like, no, son, you've never seen him before in your life. And like that sort of thing is like he's he's saying it with a smile on his face and like mm. all this stuff like no no you've never seen him but really that's his dad that's the guy who came back to fight for his son to get him away from this tyrant you know mm-hmm. who ends up being just a mean man who needs a mommy according to his uh, uh, without a mommy according to his yeah. daughter but the, the, that there's if you look at it with a different lens there's there are such powerful uh, elements and spiritual things going on in this movie and things that like why i relate to i think people can when they dig deep enough because there's so much with light and dark and with mm. uh with the things you have to battle in this world you know yeah um both both things you physical and otherwise so how does it end with with uh pan uh, and hook <laughs> Uh, that particular battle? No, in, in that just in the movie. movie. Well, yeah. Hook gets roasted right by the yep. crocodile, which, by the way, this is, and I think that this is a big deal about, this is a significant portion of why I didn't like the Pan cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, is the, the crocodile. I, I wanted it to be monsters or something. Yeah, like, I want mm-hmm. something cool, man. These are a bunch of kids, like, running around, and they're, like, there's the coolest things, like an alligator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really had a large disdain for mustaches when I was a child so I was like the bad guy is just gross looking yeah yeah uh, and then in this one but uh, even I remember even as a kid being like oh it's cool he killed the gator right uh, it was a crocodile yeah Cook, he, crocodile cook, cook he like yeah, yeah who who killed that croc you know hook who stuffed him hook you know right. like he yeah which is interesting too I wonder what you do with that with like the fact that the, clo- the, the croc Still got him. Yeah, still gets him. Time still gets you. So he, get, but it falls over, and that's what happens to Hook. Hook gets roasted. The thing Hook, eats yeah, him, and he's gone. It says Hook's. He's not there anymore. Like they're like looking around. You know, all the Lost Boys are kind of that's looking around. Right. They're like, he's gone. Hook's gone. You know, like all this stuff. So he doesn't even. He like he gets eaten, but he's not. Eaten. He has the Crocs dead. So it's a weird thing of like, it's again like it's he's a weird just Hook, uh, right. Right, and I think that's again for the, you know, as a. So kid, where would you say where Hook goes? I think I think in that Peter like Hook was a representation for who Peter had become, which is a bitter, tired old man. You know, which Hook even kind of says to him and taunts him several times in the or a few times in the movie. I think that is a metaphor for oh, Peter remembered who he was, and he also grew back to the responsibility of who he needed to be. Which I guess is a testimony to like how much you needed ex- like get in touch with your own imagination to take this. Mm-hmm. I had a mentor of mine once say, say to me, and I, this is, I've probably said this before, but he said, he asked the question, he was talking about actually the movie Big Fish. Mm-hmm. He said, does something not happening make it not true? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, uh, I was going to ask, like, so do you even think this stuff happened? Do you think him and his kids got kidnapped by Hook and all that? But then I'm like, that's not also not the point, right? It's not, and I think it's both. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, you know, you look at it for, through a different lens, and that's why I'm glad I picked this as an adult, because you look at things differently as a kid. Mm-hmm. And when you're a kid, that 
makes sense in a weird way. It's just like Hook's gone. You know, it's like what it the kids him. are saying. It got him. Yeah. He yeah. finally the bat. You know. And now but, like where'd Hook go? But as an adult, yeah, because even because even as a kid, you're very you're forgiving of that. Like that's not what you're. Dude, I I could I would have told you right now. It's like it's weird because the gator ate him, but he was dead. That's what I would have told you yeah. from my memory. And yeah. I probably watched it the last night. Probably realistically, realistically, probably last night I probably watched it was about a decade ago. Sure. Probably 13, 13 years ago. Watch it around Christmas too. It's a Christmas movie, believe it or not. Is it? Sort of. Yeah, it does take okay. place during Christmas. Yeah. Chronologically, in terms of our recording, the last movie we recorded with Josh was a we recorded an episode with Josh Newcomb, and that was a Christmas movie that was not a Christmas movie. Yeah. It took place during Christmas. Very yeah. different film. Very different. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not really a Christmas movie. Actually, right. But right. But can, I hear you. Yeah, so in, in okay. So and what happened with Pan at the end of it? So Pan, um, the Lost Boys wanted him to stay, but and and he has a by the way he has a gold sword, you know, which That's uh, right. a new. A new edition was Rufio, which we haven't even talked about, Dante Basco. You know, I was in the front room, walking back to our recording room, quote-unquote, or mm-hmm. recording studio. Yeah. And and as I was leaving, Paige knew what we were doing, uh, what we were, my fiancé. Mm-hmm. And she just leaned over and whispered, whispered to me, Rufio. Rufio. <laughs> so, Rufio. Anyways, which yeah. that is a whole other big element. Which is also very interesting. Well, yes. So I, I, I want to come back to that then, if that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever. Yeah, whatever. So, I mean, seriously. But uh, if, so, once Hook is defeated, uh, and he's gone, all the Lost Boys wanted to stay. And he, and by the way, Peter's jumping around, and they're partying, and they're like, you know, we saved the day, and all this sort of stuff, and he jumps around, and then he jumps to his kids, and he sees that his kids are there, and he stops jumping, and he stops kind of, and he's like, oh yeah, because he kind of got wrapped up again in the... Being a child. Being a child. Yeah. Yeah. Which can also happen. We can all, you know, even as an adult, you see people all the time. Like, it's 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 one thing to remember who you are. It's another to start running away from your responsibilities in a different mm-hmm. way. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and a lot of we do, and you go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. So he turned around and faced his responsibility once again, and handed his sword over to another lost boy. You know, he's like, "You're gonna guard them." Essentially, he takes his kids by the hand, flies off. Right. Mm-hmm. When he, and this is where you can, you know, again, where it's like, did this happen, did this not? Because when he wakes up, he wakes up in the snow, I think where he fell over at one point or something like that. And this guy who's sweeping the snow is Smee. He's the same guy who's in, uh, who's, Captain. we haven't even talked about Smee, but he's Captain Hook's, like, right-hand man. He's uh, played by Bob Hoskins, the late, great Bob Hoskins. Um, so he's sweeping up, and and, uh, and he says something to him. I, for, I forget what it is, but... Um, Peter uh, wakes up in the snow and he's throwing his th- cell phone out. By the way, and in, in a fit of anger, his wife threw it out before he left. Now I'm going all over the place, but he uh, he's like he's got a wife. I forget. He's got a wife. I mean, honestly, yeah. there's so many metaphors in this movie. Holy crap! Like there's there's a whole there's whole things with windows. Like you know, because Peter Pan needs an open window to come in, and sure. when he grew up, it's like, what have I told you, son? We always put bars over these windows, and uh, and so he bangs on the window to get the, you know to get his kids because he's afraid that they forgot about him. You know, so he's he remembers who he is. He's all excited and all this sort of stuff. He's banging on the window. Nobody's answering. Nobody sees him. And finally, like his kid comes to the window, and he's like, you know, uh, he says something like, I forget what the line is, but it's like, can I help you or something? Or it's like he's soliciting, and he, and he opens the window and he starts to yell at him again. He's like, what if I told you about this window? And this kid gets scared. He's like, always keep it open. You know, like he's he's different. Um, the to skip ahead because there's so many good things, but the movie ends with like. Uh, his family together and I think somebody asked him like what are you going to do now or something like that or what's the plan or whatever and he and he says uh, 
he's like, to live, to live would be an awfully big adventure. Yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. And, and then you even see, actually, in the back, I think the last shot is, like, Tink is flying away, sprinkles some pixie dust on this couple that's kissing, and they are flying, they start flying up in the air, because they have a hat, and, and uh, Toodles is a new guy, he's, he's flying off to Neverland, he's a guy who lost his marbles, and... And there's a whole thing with like I've lost, lost. It's all ah, there's so many things with like lost and found and like sure. losing your mind, losing your marbles, and who's crazy and who's not. Anyway, I'm all over. All so, do you feel like this the movie like uh, addresses the the balance? Then, yeah. Okay, I do. I do. Yeah, because that's my biggest issue with Pan. I yeah. would say the original. Yeah, I do. I do think the movie addresses balance, and that's again why it hit me so much here. Other than you know the nostalgia factor, other than John Williams' fantastic score, which I encourage everyone to listen to, mm-hmm. especially remembering childhood. It's one of the best pieces. Um, but it does address the balance of like you need to be able to hold on to joy, some joy, some happiness, mm-hmm. some wonder, some play, and all that. But you also need to grow up. And growing up doesn't mean becoming bitter. Growing up doesn't mean right. um, becoming angry and, and like, you know, you just have to be stern and all this sort of stuff because either way, you can be running away. Mm-hmm. It, it just depends the direction. You need to stand and face your problems. And sometimes, and a lot of times actually, it's facing yourself. It's, mm-hmm. it's facing the things that you need to deal with. And that way, once you've faced them though, they're not as I mean, sometimes they're in real life, they're terrible and all that stuff, but they're not as bad as something that you cannot overcome in a right. sense. And then when you do, once, you, once you've got it out there in the light, in the open, then you can move on. Then you can be like, yeah. you know, I can grow as a yeah. person. I can be Other- Yeah, otherwise you're a lost boy forever, right? Otherwise Which I think even the name boy. of the lost boys is like... That's literally, yeah, very um, intentional, I think. It sure. is. Yeah, it's, yeah, him being the king of the Lost Boys, it's like what's it's the point of that. Yeah, sure. He's the key, he has no real responsibility. He has no responsibilities. Mm-mm. He's king of the Lost Boys. He doesn't have a real woman to take care of. It's no. just a fairy that doesn't exist. You know, mm-hmm. um, which I even like that in the movie because the fairy uh, wishes so hard that she becomes a woman for a second mm-hmm. when he's there, and to me that almost is like another kind of temptation along the road where you're like something looks better than my wife in a way you sure. know like he's become a tired mm-hmm. old guy and then he's like wait a minute no like i have moira and jack and maggie mm-hmm. that's his kid's name you know he's like i when is the last time you watched this me you're like an encyclopedia for i don't know it's been years but you've like you say you watch on repeat but, it, but you're 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 the, the everything you were calling because i watched it a good few times growing up mm-hmm. i probably watched it at least 10 times as a kid yeah but no, it's like I mean, this you, with you, most you're, movies. You're, yeah, you've got a solid A and the memory for this. I, I could I could go through it. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you this: what, Was there anything else you guys, either of you, wanted to bring up as, as far as this is concerned? I know you said there's like a million. There is a million. What are the high What are the high points? Um, what would you be remiss if we didn't address? The importance of being a good father. That's a okay. really big one. Yeah. Um, that's a a large part of the movie even above like you know or in conjunction with remembering who you are and all that is the importance of being a good father uh you see so many elements of it one of the, we, we mentioned rufio briefly again spoiler but rufio battles hook hook ends up doing kind of a you know swift cheat move stabs rufio um 
Rufio dies in Peter's arms, and the last thing he says is, I wish I had a dad like you. When I saw, um, and it breaks my heart, but like... Does he die? He does die, yeah. Because you said he gave him the gold sword. I thought that was at the end. No, he gave a different So he does sword. die. Yeah, he does die. And to me, that would be a metaphor for, for kids even who didn't quite, you know... Uh, Like you, you. That that presence was missing in their life. That presence was missing, yeah, and and they tried to. Because well, he's a rather volatile person, right? Naturally. Yeah, he's you know he's he's cool seems but angry. Rude. Yeah, mm, yeah, like he yeah. he's very much he's like he's a rather confrontational kind of personality, um, and he goes about things differently. Like he 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 rules things with more i'd say fear kind of like a, and i uh, anger fear anger fear just more of like you know fear be gain respect by you know you're kind of afraid of me sort of thing sure um but he battles hook he battles like the father figure that's twisted kind of thing and loses that fight you know right and stays a lost boy and dies a lost boy and that kind of thing um, so it is sad because he's it is sad but he's like but you know, in his loss, why'd you have us do this one, Victor? Because it's really good. That's the thing. Like, the, I I think it applies to a lot of different things in life, honestly. And and like again, the importance of being a good father because people don't realize how much of an impact it has. Yeah. You know, to actively be there to make the choice to not just sacrifice and work hard. That that looks different. Don't just like go to your, but like be there with your kids. Teach them the things that are that are important, the values that they need to learn, how to treat other people, how to treat themselves. Because if you don't know how to love yourself properly, you're not gonna be able to love other people. Well, this kind of goes into, this is really brief, but it makes me think of in Fight Club, mm-hmm. when Tyler's, you know, pre- doing his sermon in the, in the uh, you know, basement or yeah. whatever. He's like, we're no, no. I'm sorry, it wasn't that. I don't think it was. I think he might have been talking. Yeah, he was just talking to the narrator. Mm-hmm. And he said he's like to what does he say? Uh, we're a generation of men raised by women, mm-hmm. and 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 I, I bring that up because um, obviously the the a mother's presence and a father's presence are incredibly important. Absolutely, that has nothing to do with I mean a parent in general. But I do think it's interesting this idea of. And I mean, if you want to talk about a portrait of toxic masculinity, it's like Fight Club. That's it's throughout it. That's part of the whole. That's part of the whole point, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, the dual points that are in uh, Fight Club. But I think that I think that when you could see a lot of this anger and this resentment and this uh, come up from not having a gentle um, but strong parental figure, even in man or woman, whatever. But I think not knowing how to temper those two things is is really difficult. You know, there's a lot of talk about, uh, you know young boys even on the playground it being important that they learn boundaries right mm-hmm. and like you can't push somebody too hard because like they'll fight you they'll beat you up and it's like i think that it, again it's like you have to know because if you don't temper this anger it just becomes hostility sure. which i think you probably see a lot of that in rufio yeah yeah if boundaries is a great point boundaries are huge <laughs> huge right in in growing up properly mm-hmm. right in, in interacting with people in yourself like there uh boundaries exist in love very much right you know you, you can't you can't properly love somebody you can't effectively you can't fully love someone without good boundaries healthy boundaries what's yeah. paul newman say seth about uh, marriage like, you can't breathe you spend a lifetime breathing down someone's throat yeah mm. but i think it has to do with that right 
is it's like knowing like knowing like give yeah. and take and it being interesting right. and i yeah. guess all of these lessons being in a by the way again I, I love that this has become actually a a lesson more on growing up but do you speak a little bit more towards that where do you think is that where do you think that's the because obviously we know that this is about him remembering being a child mm-hmm. what do you think where do you think this pertains into but you also have to go home i mean i know you talked about looking for his kids right yeah, I, I think it's more than just remembering his childhood. I think it's much more than that. It's much more important. It's that is that is a necessary element, but it, it is to get him to another step in life of maturity. Of actually. maturity, yeah, of becoming because more before of a he man. was not. Yeah, you're right. Because before he was not, he wasn't. A, he he was a father, but he. He probably he probably was a pretty good dad for a little while, but his kids weren't that old. Remember, mm-hmm. like he hadn't been a he hadn't been a dad that long. That long, his kids are little. They're probably not even ten years old. Yeah, you know, so he lost his. I wouldn't. Even, it's hard to say. He even lost his way. Um, he was an orphan. He didn't grow up with that. You know, so it's like he was making it up as he went along as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he was raised by Granny Wendy. He was raised in an orphanage. You know, and it's like that is hard and that only gets you so far and also the idea of a happy thought happiness is circumstantial and it comes and goes thoughts come and go you know so it's like what do you what are the principles you base your life on you know which Mm -hmm. i'll tell you this by the way in terms of like things that go throughout our life i literally just last week this last week thought about like oh this would be one of my happy thoughts that's actually something i think about a lot is like what would what would help you be able to fly Mm -hmm. in neverland like what would your happy thought be yeah um and so that's something that does stick with me. Yeah. yeah. And Seth, as someone who's about to become a dad, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, in the movie, when Peter remembers what his happy thought was and he comes back right. and all that stuff, he comes up to his son. He's like, you know, I forgot my happy thought. It took me three days to find it. You know what my happy thought was? And he flies up to Jack and says, it was you. Yeah. And I that's think really as a father, as mm-hmm. a parent, that's what your your kids become, you know, that's that next step and yeah. you have to learn how to you got to learn how to raise them well and then let them go mm-hmm. so that they can you know so the cycle continues circle of life we'll talk about lion king this has been a podcast on the lion king yeah i, I snuck it in there I fooled you um no but truthfully like i i really do think there's so much more in hook that gets than gets discussed yeah sure. um there really is well, just off the premise of it being on peter pan and then diving more into that i mean once again that's what I, that's why i would probably watch it more is because the ideas behind peter pan are so drastic you know what i mean it's a nuance yeah you know like without even the writer i think even knowing it uh to some extent it's an interesting like truth that like weaves through everything whether you mean Mm -hmm. it to or not Mm -hmm. yeah and whether it be a good one or bad one sure it is one you know Mm -hmm. i mean and i'll say this there's there are so many things to talk about in this movie that we've either barely touched on or haven't talked about at all we haven't we haven't talked about uh you know we've talked a lot about fatherhood and all that we haven't talked about the importance of motherhood one because the mom in this kind of gets it right um, she doesn't really need to be discussed too much because she's doing her job in a lot of ways. Well, and the fact that even in Peter Pan, like they want Wendy to be the mother, yes. right? And like because the they Lost need Boys. that presence, because they, they need, need that it. presence in their life, and and really that they need that presence more than a father to some extent. Like, oh and, and yeah, sure. these Lost Boys. That's what they're sure. looking for. They're right. looking for that presence. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Even with Fight Club or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all gets so distorted, and it's right. like. 
Yeah. Th- this is an important presence in your life that without mm-hmm. it, and again, I guess that goes back to that gentleness and that sh- that strength. Sure. Mm-hmm. But you were saying, uh, and to go off of that, because like what Wendy is, you know, they want her to be a mother. She's not a mother. She's a child too. Sure. Right. You know, in the story. And then Pan, she Pan could have even like pursued that, but instead yeah. he's like, "Can you be my mom?" Right. Now he viewed her as a mother figure, which was weird. But right. Like you know, it's like really. Which is also what happens in life. People in relationships, get really screwed yeah, yeah. Up, right? yeah, sure. And mm-hmm. like you know, it's it's these are why we you know talking about pride and selfishness and all this. Look into yourself. Like yeah. look inward sometimes. You grow up. Grow up. No, but yeah. like. But not too much. Grow up well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, grow up well. Right. There is. Yeah. What is grow up? Like that's a big thing too. Up? Like is always what is grow up. What is, what is grow up, guys? But yeah, right. It's like what is being grown up? Because like a lot of people will say being grown up is not watching the Avengers sure, crying in sure. it because people you know don't do that men don't do that and that's yeah. a that you know what right yep. into another point of uh, I mentioned Toodles before this old guy who when we first meet him I think he's just muttering lost 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 when he's on the ground he's like mm-hmm. crawling around on the ground like a dog and he's like what have you lost Toodles he's like I've lost my marbles literally but people think he's lost his mind because mm-hmm. he's an old man he has all this stuff he ends up finding his marbles, which are an actual bag of marbles, and they have pixie dust in there. Uh, they and 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 they're all going through what's my happy thought and all this sort of stuff. And he's like, and one for me. And he sprinkles pixie dust, and he starts to fly, and Toodles flies off. And it's that whole thing of like, well, when are you crazy, and when are you just like have a childlike kind of spirit and mm-hmm. joy? Which is a great because point because I've been thinking like the last like couple minutes about how you look like. A guy with like strings on a board. I'm like, sure. Like, it is. But 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 I believe you're right. I mean, you must be because like I felt like I've been hit in the gut like four times. The four times would be modest. Yeah. Uh, during this podcast, so yeah. And and so I, I do want to close by asking you. It's kind of I guess it's maybe a two party question or. Uh, you said that this is really important for you in this time that this time in your life. Mm-hmm. So I wanted you to expand on that and then also bring home what you would say your big takeaway is Mm. I would say it's a big deal in my life right now one of the reasons I picked it because I have I have been faced with uh, quite a quite a fair amount of uh, adversity at the moment Um, and in the same way uh, I'm on the precipice of of great new adventure and joy Um, namely looking to be a man who is hopefully engaged soon what yeah i'm just kidding i know we've never we've never spoken about this (laughs) um but who's going to be moving into that next phase of life sure um and i would be terribly remiss if i weren't to you know take a look inside and be like oh what do we you know take kind of spiritual inventory (laughs) yeah spiritual inventory absolutely that's that's a great great phrase for it um because I'm about to, you know, if you're bringing another person into your crazy life and, and they into yours, like, you know, let's let's try our best here. Sure. Um, and eventually, hopefully, moving into fatherhood as well. And I've, I've found myself personally getting a bit disillusioned with a lot of things in life. Um, and, you know, with like career and identity and, you know, all sorts of things. And, uh, and it gets, ex- ex- it's exhausting, folks. You know, those of you listening uh, to this podcast, like, if you're feeling like that, you're not alone. 
Um, I think everybody, again, who has any sense or whoever takes a moment to stop, even if they don't, you're going to get hit with it eventually. Even if you don't take time to stop and think about these things, they're going to hit you. Um, so it's better to maybe do it yourself, pull over every once in a while and see where you're at um, because it can get disheartening. But, hey, we don't have to be disheartened, right? Like, we don't have to give up. Yeah. Um, like, it, a big thing in, in, I think, the original, well, in Peter Pan, the book, and he also addresses, but uh, I think is he says, like, to die would be an awfully big adventure. You know, like, they're about to, to die. And what I, again, love in Hook is when he's like, to live. To live would be an awfully big adventure. Right. And that's one of the big takeaways I'm trying uh, to have at this moment in mm-hmm. life is like let's not let's not give up let's yeah. not go the Captain Hook route let's live yeah well and there's a big difference between living and surviving you yes. know yeah. and he's probably surviving in the beginning of the movie and hopefully living by the end so. yeah I think he is yeah I think that is that is one of the big messages yeah and barely surviving at that yeah yeah 27 uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. So, there it is. Take with it what you will. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that was great. Uh, thank you, Victor, for being here. Um, we've thank only done this a couple times. Is there anything you want to plug? I don't know if you've got anything going that the people can see or that you want them to. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I want to plug anything. <laughs> I think I'm just going to enjoy having this conversation with two very dear friends, uh, two people who are... I mean, by all accounts, brothers to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to plug anything. Just, I like it. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Next time. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Victor. Uh, leave us a comment. Rate us on, you know, on uh, iTunes or whatever. Sorry, yeah, Victor. Uh, will you rate us on I, iTunes? I, no. I, I probably won't. I, <laughs> no, you, drop, you should. Though. Drop us a comment. Give us a rating. Give us drop a, you can actually drop comments on the webpage if you go to fictionfunction.com. What? Um, yeah, you can comment on on, and I would love to engage with some uh, listeners about uh, what they take from a film or whatever. So I'm like, you know, reach out there. Uh, yeah, maybe you know we could give you a shout out. But 100%. as always, thanks for listening. Bye guys. Peace.